Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we have an NWSL Challenge Cup semifinal preview. We've got a couple of big ones to get through for you all today. But first, a quick reminder Follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. We also have a TikTok and an Instagram now, so follow us across all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news, and so much more. If you're joining us live on YouTube, welcome. Join in the conversation in the chat. It's always live, and we appreciate everybody participating. Hit us up at youtube.com slash Attacking Third and hit subscribe so you never miss a thing. Lisa, we got it's here. It's here. The Challenge Cup semifinals are here. The Final Four. Uh, it just seems like yesterday we were like doing previews of all teams and talking about Challenge Cup and wondering what we were going to see in the group stages. And now here we are. That was yesterday. I mean, honestly, you close your eyes, you blink, and we're here at the Challenge Cup playoffs. We got semifinals. We know the four teams making it because that also came down to the wire in Challenge Cup group play. Ultimately, we got our number one through number three seeds, the winners of each of the group regions, and then the number fourth seed sneaking in there as the number two, the best number two overall. So it was O.L. Reign at the top, Kansas City Current, and North Carolina Courage that each won their region. And then Washington Spirit, thanks to a little luck, some other play that happened in the Challenge Cup. They snuck through on a number of different tiebreaker situations, but we have our four teams. We have fields to play on because that was a whole thing that ultimately came into this. Every team has a field that they can compete on. Um, Kickoffs are a little close together, but hey, that works. Each team has a field. Uh, There will be games played and ultimately a final at the end of it all. But we're here, Sandra. We did it. And we get a look at some of these teams against different competition. And some of them, just two of them, let's be honest, because some other teams already played each other. But I am really excited to talk about this because there's a lot to get into. Yep. It's uh, going to be the first piece of hardware that any team can win this year in 2022 uh, in terms of NWSL competition. For those of you who are, uh, you know, utilize your sports as a form of entertainment, sports entertainment, and you're maybe someone that says, gosh, I really want to get caught up on everything. I got to binge through the entire Challenge Cup before getting to the semifinals. Guess what? 
You can watch NWSL matches on Paramount Plus. So if you miss something, you can go back and rewatch a match. Or if you're really trying to buzz through everything, again, subscribe to youtube.com slash attacking third and you can check out extended challenge cup highlights on the channel and you will fly through those quickly and get caught up on everything you may have missed leading up to the nwsl challenge cup semifinals on may 4th kicking off very soon tomorrow if you're joining us live which is why we, we told ourselves this we were like content planning and we were thinking the best way to tackle this and we said we got to go live we got to join the people we got to get hyped because it's it's tomorrow it's already tomorrow. It's going to be, uh, like you said, Lisa, it's going to have a little bit of overlap, um, but we're going to be keeping an eye on both games. And we're also going to join everyone with a, a recap as well. So we're going to make sure that you are up to date on everything. We also want to share a little bit of exciting news. This is also why we wanted to go live to let everybody know the good news. For the NWSL Challenge Cup final on May 7th, there are going to be two finalists coming out of these semifinals. And we've got an exciting content update for you all. Saturday, May 7th, Attacking Third is going to host a Challenge Cup final live pregame show. It's going to be myself. Lisa and NWSL analyst Lori Lindsay. It's going to take place 12:30 to 1 p.m. Eastern, 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, it's going to be an exciting, exciting time. We had to bring the energy. We had to bring the hype. We were thinking about all kinds of ways to really sort of bring the content that we enjoy doing, that we enjoy sharing with everyone and that you have all let us know that you enjoy. And, and I don't like the moments when we get the opportunity to go live, Lisa. I think it brings a layer of authenticity for us in terms of our <laughs> reactions and, and how we're feeling. But Challenge Cup final right around the corner, uh, just on uh, right after the, uh, the semifinal. So we're going from Wednesday, May 4th to Saturday, May 7th. When you're getting ready to watch the game on big TV networks, CBS, make sure that you tune in to us right here at the same, same time, same place, same channel that you're used to going to. And we're going to have a pregame and postgame show for you all to talk about everything. Lisa, I'm, I'm so excited for this. I feel like we're going to have so many lives this week and we're going to be engaging with so many people, but I'm hyped for this. I am so excited for this. We'll have Lori Lindsay joining us, and I know she is also hyped about it. It's just content planning with her a little bit, and, and you and I were always content planning, Sandra, but this is going to be really exciting. And because we're doing it live on YouTube, we get to interact with the chat. We get to interact with the listeners and the people that join us. So make sure you spread the word, everyone that's listening, that Attacking Third is doing a live Challenge Cup pregame show. All of your analysis, starting lineups, we're going to dive deep into both of the teams, the 30 minutes leading up to the Challenge Cup final. Um, and then we'll do a live recap after that game as well. We are just going live, left, right, and center here at Attacking Third. And I'm so happy about it. I love, I love it. it. Less production work on the back end for me. I'm going to be honest. And <laughs> I like interacting with the people in the chat, reading what you guys say. We get to pose questions to you in there. It's really fun. So thanks, everyone, for joining. And we'll see you Saturday. Well, we'll see you tomorrow night, Wednesday night for Challenge Cup semifinal live recap. Saturday, 1230 Eastern for a pregame show. And then Saturday after the final, we'll do a recap right here all on Attacking Third YouTube. Basically, just prepared, be prepared for us to go live. Is that that was the energy when we were chatting a little bit earlier this even earlier in, in, in the morning. We were just kind of like, we're just basically gonna be live 
nearly all, the time. all this entire week. Let's just let's just stay with this same energy moving forward. And I'm gonna do my best to do it. It's not, it's gonna be easy because these final four teams in the semifinals. There's a lot to be excited about with these two. We're going to start off with the number one top seed, O.L. Reign versus number four, Washington Spirit. Game is going to be kicking off at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network and Twitch for international viewers. Let's recap a little bit before we get into our picks, previews of this. Lisa, there was some uh, stadium logistics drama that came into place uh, ahead of the semifinals actually getting, you know, finalized and getting a little bit more clarity. Maybe, let's say, leading up into that final group uh, match week, there was some some concerns about where the possibility of the top-seeded semifinal can take place because of the narrow table in the West, and even a, a little bit of looking at the narrow table in the region, but in terms of uh, facilities having, uh, you know, multiple dates booked for events. For example, we're joining everybody live today. Uh, we're talking about what could happen tomorrow. And one of those things is a Champions League, uh, a, a CONCACAF Champions League match that's going to be taking place in Lumen Field between Seattle Sounders and Puma Sunam. And it's a big, big matchup. And it was marked on this calendar and it was immediately made unavailable for for Oral Reign to be able to try to host their home field advantage in Lumen Field uh, because it's a facility that they share not only with the Sounders, but also the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, a little bit of a scurry took place in terms of ironing out some logistics. And uh, it's unfortunate because the concept of home field advantage isn't quite what the Reign are going to be having in this semifinal. They're they're going to be playing it essentially on the road. And there was a temporary plan in place to have this match at Segra Field. And then a third adjustment was made and finally announced that the match will actually be taking place at Audi Field. It was something that we were trying to keep our eyes on so that we can make sure that we had the right information. But now it's 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 OL Reign number one, but on the road against, against Washington Spirit. I It's... There, there's some, there's some things here that doesn't necessarily feel more half, more glass half full for me. I think there's going to be a little bit more challenges here within this semifinal for a team like the Rain going up against the Spirit. And this I mean, it, it has to because the number one seed that is OL Rain, they really lose all of the advantages of having the number one seed. You're, you usually play against what would be assumed to be the weakest team because number one goes against number four and you have home field advantage. You don't have to travel. There's all these things that come into play and none of that is a factor, honestly, because all rain just played Washington spirit. They two just played each other last weekend in the regular season. Um, all rain from my understanding has been on the East coast in Washington, DC since the day before their last match, which is last weekend. That is a lot of time to be living in a hotel and, and eating food that is provided to you by a team, not being able to go to a grocery store, buy the snacks that you like and, and sleep in your own bed and, and be with your dog and be with your significant others and your roommates that you live with. It's just a whole different 
atmosphere that now gives Washington the upper hand as they head into this match. Um, but we have to talk about it because they have a field. They're playing at Audi Field, which is a much better field than Segra Field in Leesburg, Virginia. So that's a really big positive. Both of these teams are familiar with Audi as they both just played there a few days ago. Um, and they've played there in the past. So at least the field conditions, the stadium, all of that will be top-notch. The game being at 8 o'clock Eastern uh, on CBS Sports Network, that will be really good and really entertaining. But this this also allows for the crossover that's happening with an 8 o'clock game yes. and which could have been, which should have been a 10 o'clock game is now 8 and 8.30 kickoff times, um, which makes viewing them a little bit trickier. But we'll do it. We can We can handle it. We got multiple screens. Yeah, yeah, it's not something that we're unfamiliar with, quite frankly, as uh, we've seen some overlap before in terms of kickoff happening for the regular season in the past and, quite frankly, already to start the 2022 season. But now that we chatted a little bit about uh, stadium logistics and the concept of what is a home field advantage or, or lack thereof, let's talk a little bit about the soccer between these two teams and what they could present to each other on this Challenge Cup semifinal. When we're maybe to sort of transition a little bit, perhaps one of the only, if perhaps the only silver lining within all of this was to get this OL side to the East Coast and have them settled in as quickly as possible because these changes sort of felt like they were happening pretty rapid fire. And then all of a sudden it was confirmed, going to stay out here in the East Coast to have both your Challenge Cup semifinal and your regular season opener. So we have a match to actually go off of between these two teams in 2022 ahead of this Challenge Cup semifinal. They kicked off their regular season facing each other. And listen, when we recap that match for our show this week, Lisa, we we felt it was one of the better matches yes. of the weekend. And I am just excited that we're already going to get a chance to see these two teams go head-to-head again this soon in 2022. When we saw that these two teams were shook out to be two of the final four in the semifinalists, we were already thinking – playoff preview right like there's a there's a potential to see these teams not only go head to head in the regular season because you got one and you got one away based on how the regular schedule is but the potential for the table to shake out perhaps similarly as it did in 2021 where these teams face each other uh down the stretch in a playoff uh game so there's there's a lot here i think between these two teams even just if we're looking at this recent game that took place on may 1st a 2-1 win going to Washington Spirit at Audi Field on top of that. I think if you're O.L. Reign, you got to be looking at this and be a little fueled by that. There were some moments in this game where they struggled to make the most of their opportunities. In the final third, we're talking only three attempts on target of their 10 shots total in the match majority of the possession but again just unable to find that breakthrough Lisa we saw a missed uh, or a saved penalty 
uh, for, uh, from yeah. Rose Lavelle. And then we saw her get a goal for Ola Rainbow. You could see the frustration in getting that goal. It was one of those, you know, maybe not so pretty, but it finally just got into the back of the net. And you could just see the, the body language was like, oh, like finally know. getting one against this team. So the fact that I think that we have this match to look at ahead of the semifinal, I think just adds to the excitement of what we could see on uh, on Wednesday. It completely does because both teams already had a chance to face each other, to play, I mean, at Audi Field, but against the competition in preparation for this. And it's a quick turnaround from Sunday to Wednesday. And both of these sides are also hopeful to play again on Saturday in the Challenge Cup final. And we have to look a bit at the personnel. When, when we look back to last weekend's game, which is a great yardstick to measure this Challenge Cup semifinal against, we have to take note that. Fallon Tullis Joyce, goalkeeper for OL Reign, had a tremendous game. Ten saves in this match against the Washington Spirit. She kept OL Reign in this completely. You mentioned yep. the the save penalty kick. OL Reign had Rose Lavelle step up and take it. Um, but we have to look at player personnel a little bit too because OL Reign didn't start Quinn. Lauren Barnes never even played. Yeah. Um, Ziara King came on in, in towards the second half around the 75th minute. Yeah. So these are players that if I'm looking at the rotation that Laura Harvey put out on Sunday, she sat some of her, her players that get a lot of experience and are huge impact players in these types of matches. I'm specifically looking at Quinn Barnes and King, because these three players are so instrumental. I would be shocked if they don't get the start this weekend. We saw Bethany Balser have a really tremendous game for OL rain in the front line. Um, Jess Fishlock got the start. And, and then along the back line, it was Huerta and cook who, who, I imagine we will see again in the semifinal for the Challenge Cup. But a little bit of rotation there and, and player minute management coming from Laura Harvey on this side. We saw the same thing from Chris Ward and Washington Spirit. No Andy Sullivan. She was not listed on the roster and she did not play at this time and of this recording of this YouTube live. I don't know Andy Sullivan's status. Um, yeah where she will be in terms of injury and recovery coming back for the semifinals. But Kelly O'Hara didn't start for Washington spirit. Emily Sonnet didn't start in the back line. So those are some aspects of players that they did come in. O'Hara and Emily Sonnet did rotate into the game. They took out Brooks and golf in the back line for Chris Ward, but player minute management is really huge. And now coming from a Sunday game back to a Wednesday game, I'm interested to see if, which side is going to pull out full strength and, and who's really going to come full force in this match? Because I can assure you that we're going to see Sanchez Rodman and Hatch. Yeah. They're going to be lethal up top for Washington Spirit. I think Bethany Balser has a lot that she wants to prove in this match, get back to a Challenge Cup final, see if O.L. Reign can bring home that final. Um, and I have a question I want to pose to you, Sandra. I yeah, have please. an answer in my mind, but... If there's another penalty kick awarded to O.L. Reign, does Rose Lavelle take it? Oh, man, that's a great question. You know, I'm going to say yes, actually. I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. I think that you go into this type of match because of the fact that it is a knockout type of match. You obviously have that game plan going in. I'm sure Laura Harvey and the squad are going to have a list of penalty kick takers in terms of scenarios that might come up during regulation, or should it come down, up, uh, down to something like penalty kicks between these two teams? 
But I think coming out of that regular season match and then having Roosevelt step up and convert that penalty kick and then having it saved, you could see the frustration and, and maybe the, perhaps it wasn't the best or well-taken penalty. So I think they already have had those conversations. I think they have already had those scenarios in play. We saw it happen in the regular season. So I think, yes, I think she is still the one that you asked to step up I agree. And take this penalty. I agree. And knowing Rose Lavelle, she's the type of player that is like, I want to take the next one. Nope. Yeah. I, I want to get it back. I want to try again. I want to, uh, she is going to bury it as well if she gets awarded another penalty kick. So we'll see kind of what happens. Um, this is definitely one of the most anticipated games to see kind of compare and contrast from mm-hmm. the regular season match that just happened last weekend to the mm-hmm. semifinal taking place on Wednesday. Let's let's maybe chat a little bit of the spirit side of things. We've been talking a little bit uh, and focusing on the rain and and head coach Laura Harvey and and what we think we might see from this OL side. When it comes to the spirit, though, they are the away team, but they are absolutely going to have a home field advantage here. They've had some success at Audi Field. It is a place where we have seen them play and thrive. And now they're going to get a chance to do this against all range once more, but in a knockout round capacity. I'm looking at this spirit side and we saw them perhaps get off to uh, what could be considered a slow start for this team uh, in Challenge Cup, picking up a couple draws, but then ultimately closing out, going undefeated and then going ahead and, and, and earning some wins within there. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, watching their the return of their attack get back to that sort of high-octane, incredibly active and dynamic uh, trio in the final third. We were curious with that 0-0 draw that they had to open up their Challenge Cup. We were like, okay, is this something where just, yeah. we're just shaking off a little bit of the, the preseason here? And sure enough, we saw the transgression from that week one to the final group stage for this Washington spirit side. And then honestly, we saw it again in the regular season when they kick things off. Sanchez, Rodman, Hatch, we, we've talked a little bit about highlighting Anna Heiferty in this as well. Someone who has slotted in and has been able to just sort of make it look seamless for this attack. Uh, not really looking at it. That's a hiccup when you're kind of rotating personnel in and out of this attack for the spirit, which is important, I think, when you're trying to begin what is essentially a title defense uh, in 2022 as reigning champions of NWSL. And uh, if you have the depth on the bench (laughs) to sort of show, hey, we're going to make another run, that is incredibly impressive. And we chatted a little bit about uh, Hefferty going from, you know, we're being utilized initially uh, further back at the fullback position and now being slotted up higher. I mean, this is a player that was among the top five and led the players in chances created with five in this regular season match for the Washington Spirit against O.L. Reign. And then obviously seeing a, pay, a player like Ashley Sanchez just being ridiculous yeah. as you're doing the <laughs> madness out on the pitch. It feels like every other game. I mean, they, there is, uh, they leave little doubt, Lisa, they leave little doubt that they are the attack in NWSL to look at and say, that's a threat. And they are something again in the semifinal from them. 
that I, I think I think we will as well. I mean, when you look at some of the stats out of the Challenge Cup, 12 goals were scored by Washington Spirit. Um, they allowed seven, but when you look at OL Reign and their very lethal attack, 11 goals were scored by OL Reign and that attack. But but Washington Spirit, they are just so good. And the scary part is they're getting better every single game. It, they really are because they're understanding their opponents a little bit better. They're they're growing with confidence. I mean, Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, they look fearless when they are playing soccer. They are driving at defenders. They're taking chances. They're being creative with their opportunities, which you don't see a lot of young players do. I, I think when we look back to the 2021 season, specifically for Rodman, who ended up being the rookie of the year in the NWSL, she was always good and she was always talented, but it was almost conservative in, in her play and how she was doing. She knew what worked well and she was going to continue to do that. This season so far in the six games we've seen in the Challenge Cup and the one for the regular season, Trinity Rodman is trying different things. She's not afraid to take on a defender and, and go end line to send crosses in or cut inside or looking to get assists and, and be really creative in that attack. And it's difficult for opponents to defend against Rodman, Sanchez, and Hatch because their movement up top, we throw in Anna Helferty as well into that mix. They are interchanging with each other. They're dropping back, receiving the ball at their feet, having their teammates run off their shoulder. It's just such a variety of attack that makes it really difficult. This this matchup is is going to be so impressive and so good to see because now there's a little bit more on the line in their regular season match. It was just three points in the regular season on the line. This one, there is a trophy on the line. There is a money on the line for this yeah. one. There's a challenge cup final on the line. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I know in terms of how the scheduling got mapped out this year with some of the overlap between Challenge Cup and now the regular season. There's a little bit of discourse in that. The, the planning around it, questionable, I think, at best. I think it's probably putting it politely. There's we, we chatted a little bit about that before, too, Lisa, when we were previewing both the Challenge Cup schedule and the regular season schedule. This uh, concept of overlap is not unfamiliar when we're looking at competition mm -hmm. globally. There are cup competitions that take place alongside a regular season throughout women's soccer across across the world. However, this is the first time in NWSL competition where there is some overlap here. Uh, and also there is some different little bit of planning with those cup competitions. They don't typically uh, overlap in a way where you have to potentially <laughs> reschedule some, re some regular season fixtures. So I think there's obviously some understandable discourse in that as well. Uh, you know, so I'm, we're going to, have a little bit more clarity, I think, in terms of how uh, the regular season will be impacted based on the results of these semifinals. But in terms of the march, the long march or the long grind of a season and what a team wants to try to accomplish in terms of defining their own success, this is the first one. Yeah. It starts with the Challenge Cup. It is the first title that a team can win when they're looking at the calendar year for the Challenge Cup.
And uh, it just sort of feels like a little bit perhaps of some foreshadowing or maybe a little bit of destiny here that these two teams are getting a crack at each other this early in the year for a spot in the Challenge Cup semifinal. We're going to be keeping an eye on it. Once again, 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Make sure, everybody, that you all tune in. We have another semifinal to preview for you all. It's going to be Kansas City Current versus North Carolina Courage. We're going to get into that soon. But first, Lisa, before we get into that, I got to ask you, let's get a pick for this game. Who are you picking and why in O.L. Reign and Washington Spirit? I so Washington just won two to one over OL Rain. The missed penalty kick with Rose Lavelle. There's so many different factors that come into this. I think OL Rain is pissed. I yeah. think Laura Harvey is upset with that loss. Um, knows that her team can do better. Th- this decision is incredibly hard. I, I honestly think it's going to be a draw and go into penalty kicks, but I think nice. OL Rain is going to win. OL Rain comes out on top. Well, what do you have, Sandra? What are you thinking? Listen, I, I love that pick. I love going to penalty kicks. Drama, when you're neutral, penalty kicks is amazing. When you're invested, it's like the biggest tummy ache in the world. I don't have it going to penalty kicks between these two teams. But I am looking at O.O. Reign, and I'm thinking that they are of the same mentality that you just mentioned, that there's a lot there in that regular season. Opener between the two of them that they have to go off of. There's a lot of footage there. I'm looking at individual matchups as well mm-hmm. in this one. I, I can imagine that Sofia Huerta is looking at some of that highlight footage where Trinity Rodman was giving her fits out on the flank. I'm looking at Rose Lavelle and maybe the fact that she, you know, missed out uh, on converting that penalty opportunity. Uh, I'm looking at somebody like a Jess Fishlock, who's yeah. a reigning MVP, and how she's going to grab this team by the scruff of the neck and see what they can do against this spirit side. I like all Reign's chances in this one. But that being said, I'm going to go with Washington Spirit. Ooh. I just there's too much there in the attack. I think that we saw something incredibly special happening in this regular season matchup. I think the back line in Washington Spirit was actually the more underrated star of that regular season match. The attention mm-hmm. always goes on the attack. And you know us, Lisa, we like to talk about defenders no, on this show. We love a good defense, but I am high on Aubrey Kingsbury. I am high on Sam Staub because this is a a defense that can play out of the back and connect with their attack. I'm going with spirit in this one, but I think it's going to be taken care of in regulation and it's going to be narrow. That's the type of drama we're going to get. So you're going Mm -hmm. to rain. I'm going spirit. We'll see who's correct. We're going to talk about it live for everybody. And we're going to give you another pick in the next semifinal right after a quick break. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's do it. We have to talk about number two versus number three. Kansas City Current hosting North Carolina Courage. At Children Mercy Park in Kansas City, 8.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. This one is going to be found on Paramount Plus and Twitch for the international viewers. Listen, Kansas City Current dominating the Central, locking things up, securing a spot in the Challenge Cup semifinal, going up against North Carolina Courage, who also went undefeated in the East during their East Division group play. I'm just as excited about this one as I am for Oil Rain and Washington Spirit. So we're going to bring similar energy to this one. We were keeping an eye on the Central region going into Challenge Cup, Lisa, because oh, yeah. it was a little bit unpredictable. And you know what? I think we got our money's worth when we were looking at all those teams going head to head. And we were high on Kansas City Current coming into this season. Ambitious a little bit. We thought, listen, let's bump them up and see if the bull prediction pays off. And here they are. As the final four in the semifinals, now going up against North Carolina Courage, they went 4-1-1 one, one in the Challenge Cup, but they're coming off of a 3-0 loss in the regular season, Lisa, and uh, that was something that we chatted a little bit about in our recap of the regular season. We wanted to see this Kansas City side against some different opposition mm-hmm. in the league, and a big test was Portland the Horns in the regular season. And we, I don't know if we got all the answers, but we definitely saw some things in that regular season match. It was a struggle for them to ever find their footing against a Portland Thorn side that looked pretty lethal at home. And I'm a little curious as to how this quick turnaround is going to look for Kansas City. Maybe something like home field advantage could be a little bit of an X factor for you. What are you looking out of this game from Kansas City specifically, Lisa? Kansas City current playing at home at Children's Mercy Park. That helps them a little bit, but I don't think that is even a speck in the eye of North Carolina Courage. They are coming off of that incredible match against Angel City in Los Angeles at Bank of California Stadium. So playing away for North Carolina means nothing to them anymore after that match with over 20,000 fans. It was incredibly loud in that stadium. So yes, maybe it gives Kansas City an advantage, but it's no disadvantage to North Carolina. So I'm going to say that one evens it out. In this match, we had so many questions about Kansas City and how they were going to fare against opponents outside of the central region. And when we saw them play against Portland Thorns this past weekend in the regular season, we saw a a Portland team that didn't necessarily put out their strongest starting 11. I mean, their bench is incredibly strong, so it doesn't even matter. But a player like Sophia Smith, she didn't get a start for Portland against Kansas City. Um, There was just a lot of different rotation that we saw and Portland still able to score in the opening 10 minutes of this match. They were able to go up 2-0 by halftime in this game. And that's something from Kansas City that 
I wasn't super surprised. Yeah. However, I was expecting a little bit more from Kansas City. The, the current is still this little bit of an unknown team to me in how yeah. they're playing and what type of product they want to put on the field because we haven't seen a lot of consistency in their style of play. It really depends on the personnel that they have. We saw them for a hot second with Sam Uis and Lynn Williams, and I think there was a direction that Matt Potter wanted to go with those players. However, losing them, uh, losing Williams for the year and U.S. being on limited minutes, Potter had to almost backtrack and say, okay, who do we have? I think he's leaning on fresh or excuse me, rookies in Elise Bennett a lot more than he ever thought he was going to. And, um, Chardonnay Coran and having Addie McCain be a bigger part of the attack. And that's not something that he wanted to do initially heading into this year. So Kansas City is still trying to work out some of those kinks as to what identity they want to have as a team. When we look at that Portland match, Kansas City also didn't pull out their strongest starting 11. Kristen Hamilton, she didn't get the start. Alex Luera, uh, the rookie center back who has been tremendous for Kansas City. She didn't get the start. She ends up coming on for Weber in about the 19th or 20th minute. So she did get a lot of time, but Desiree Scott didn't start. Victoria Pickett didn't start. So minute minute management there perhaps, but also it's Matt Potter trying to figure out what his team can do when they don't have all these superstars on the pitch and, and someone like Kristen Hamilton that can run the show for Kansas City Current. Yep. If she's not there, who's going to step up and do yep. that? There was no Haley Mace available for that last match. I think that'll change things if she is in on this one. But really looking just at Kansas City, not even at North Carolina Courage, I have some question marks as to what kind of team identity they are trying to have in Kansas City. And we didn't see any identity against Portland. This will be a different test against North Carolina. I'm with you 100%. I, I wanted to see the translation from Challenge Cup into the regular season for this Kansas City side and chalk it up to, you know, certain personnel who were unavailable for that match mm -hmm. or, you know, having the heavy travel going all the way to the West Coast and the Pacific, facing off against the Thorns in the Pacific Northwest or, you know, knowing in the back of your mind that you do have a quick turnaround, that you have a Challenge Cup semifinal to prepare for. And then, like we've mentioned already before, us doing this live we don't have the uh, access to the availability reports as of this moment. Uh, we'll know a little later uh, who exactly will be available in terms of personnel for either either teams here. But I'm in agreement with you. Having mm -hmm. somebody like a Haley Mace back involved with this team can, can shake things up or change things a little bit. I think that you and I both rate the, the young rookie in Elise Bennett. We were very impressed uh, with her Challenge Cup play. And the fact that she was getting more minutes, it was an opportunity, right? When unfortunately, when a player like Lynn Williams goes down, that that does ultimately mean it's there's an opportunity there for somebody else to come in and potentially make an impact. And we saw a player like this grow over the course of the matches that she was playing in during Challenge Cup. Uh, you know, excellent off the ball movement, kind of giving the assist to the assist and then ending out her Challenge Cup with Nassista Verone on the actual score seat. Mm -hmm. So great piece there to grow with, right? But we saw in this regular season game against the Thorns, it was a tough match for Can Kansas City to go ahead and ever really find their footing in. We're talking one shot recorded over the entire course 
of the 90 minutes. They saw little of the ball, right? They, they essentially were on the losing end of what can be considered nearly every attacking statistical point in this match. Just a, just a grinder, just a grinder for them. And they ended up walking away with the loss in this one. Now, maybe this is a transitional moment for us to talk a little bit about the opposition that they're going up against. And before I do that, my final piece on Kansas City is that perhaps the fact that this is a knockout type of match, there's going to be a little bit of a different energy from this team to go up against a team like North Carolina Courage. This is a potentially one-and-done type of match. The next one you would have after this would be for a Challenge Cup title. And I'm not going to sit here and act like the idea of hosting a cup final for the first time for Kansas City Current at Children's Mercy Park isn't going to come with some type of X factor or extra motivation for that. On the other side, you could say maybe there's going to be a little bit of added pressure, but I have to imagine that this is something that could potentially benefit them if in the very least something mentally to help give them that advantage. But for North Carolina courage, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you that something like going on the road and participating in a cup tournament match like this, something that is a knockout round scenario, this is not something that they're going to be intimidated by. When we're looking at the North Carolina courage and seeing the regular season match that they came off of, it's you're looking at the numbers in between that game and it's almost like you can't believe that at some point they didn't walk away with at least a result. So a very exciting game for a team like Angel City to come out and make history. But during the actual soccer that was being played in this match, you saw North Carolina Courage gunning. They were going and going and going and going and going. We thought for a second that they were going to play spoilers. So I am not uh, in the least bit concerned thinking that North Carolina Courage are going to be intimidated by having to play a knockout game uh, on the road in Kansas City. I think the personnel that they have on their roster are filled with a really good mix of veteran players who have experience in these type of situations alongside folding in some newer faces Mm -hmm. they found they have found themselves in this scenario before and i just think that there's enough there for them to go on the road and get the job done especially when you have players who are new to this mix they want to impress they want to sort of make that impact and contribute to this sort of winning culture that has become uh, common in North Carolina. So whether it's an Abby Ursig who's captaining the team in the center back position to somebody new, like a Caroline, their Brazilian, new Brazilian international, they're going to want to go out there and compete. Exactly. Excited for this matchup as well. Uh, me too. Exactly. And, and as we discussed, it's not really a matter of location for North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I mentioned about Kansas City Current is that they're they're still looking for that soccer identity as to what type of team they are going to be week in and week out in the NWSL. 
that is a question that has been answered by Sean Nahas and North Carolina Courage. They are not in a rebuild. They are a powerful team. They can run the box midfield despite losing a lot of their attacking forward power. They have found the answers and other players have stepped up in order to score and be really lethal in that attack. Dabinia has found herself in those great situations. Um, Jalene Daniels has also found herself in really good attacking moments. Um, when we look at the last match that North Carolina played against Angel City, we saw two starts from rookies in Gray and Berkeley that perhaps Sean Nahas was saying, let's give these young players a start in a really big match and see what we can throw at them. Interesting decision in that type of match. But now moving forward, Gray and Berkeley are fine. They are going to do great anytime they are thrown into that type of situation. And because he gave them a start in that type of match, it now deepens his bench as to who can be important parts of this attack and of this team that can contribute. When you have Brianna Pinto coming off the bench and Deanna Ordonez coming off the bench to contribute, those are huge, huge factors. Yeah. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of chemistry and relationship growth between the two Brazilian internationals, Indivinha and Caroline, because their time playing together, every training, every minute they play together on the pitch, that relationship is strengthening. And when they get in this groove, which we saw throughout that Angel City match of understanding just so well where the other one is. They just gravitate towards each other on the pitch and, and the rest of the team lets them do that and lets them run those pockets of space. And the more we see that, the more dangerous that is going to be. And when I see that partnership between Dabinia and Caroline, how it stacks up against Kansas City, I believe Kansas City is going to have a difficult time defending against those two Brazilian internationals and the movement they create and the pockets that they find on the pitch and their off-ball movement to then create the quick ball movement, one-touch passes to get in and around and behind. It's incredibly dangerous and incredibly, incredibly lethal, not to mention when you have Matthias and, and Daniels on the outside back pushing forward. It it's going to unbalance Kansas City. It's just a matter of how quickly North Carolina can do that and how often they can do that to get those man-up opportunities and those 2v1s, especially on the flank. Oh, I'm with you 100%. That's, that is the area in which I'm going to be keeping an eye on when it comes to this match. I'm going to be keeping my eyes out wide. I'm going to be keeping my eyes out up on the flank, who's attacking there. And again, availability reports are going to come into play. We've seen... Uh, a little bit of, of interchange here. We've seen differences in personnel uh, utilized from Shawnee has across some of these group stage uh, matches already. And obviously in the regular season fixture against Angel City, having to utilize mm -hmm. different players as well. Both Pickett, Carson and Kiki uh, navigating some things right now. Players that we did see unavailable at one point, we will see if they are available for this semifinal. I hopped into North Carolina Courage and their media availability. Shana has just saying this is something that he talks with his players and just checks in with them. Not really going to tip his hat one way or the other and say, yes, going to be available on this day or not. But always keeping an open dialogue with these players in terms of seeing how they are uh, ready or unready for a big match like this but another player that I'm keeping an eye on for sure with this one yes we're going to be looking at Dabinia and yes we're going to be looking at Denise O'Sullivan and knowing what they can do for this team in the attack in the middle third but 
I really like what we've been seeing out of a player like Taylor Smith in the attack for this club. She's got an incredible uh, story arc. I think that we're just witnessing the beginning of here in 2022. And it's something that I want to continue to keep an eye on here. And uh, she's someone who has been involved in the attack has, has recorded goals for this team as well. And, has the ability to both play out wide and directly through the middle when she's on the ball in the box, causing some chaos. So this is a player that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, but I think you're right on the money, Lisa. We're going to have to take a look at how some of these individual individual battles will shake out along the flanks here. And uh, I'm sure Kansas city is maybe taking a look at how they can prevent or isolate or frustrate (laughs) as well, because once you, allow any type of space for this North Carolina Courage team to exploit. They can almost kind of attack you in waves and it just sort of feels a little bit relentless and all of a sudden you can maybe kind of feel like you're bending and bending and bending until you ultimately break and that is a tough spot to find yourself in. So we'll see how this shakes out. Lisa, I have to ask you, who are you picking in this one and why? This was a tough decision as well, uh, um, based on everything that we went through and not knowing availability reports at the time of this recording and at the time we're going live. Uh, I'm going to go with North Carolina Courage. I think they have proven themselves throughout this Challenge Cup and the tests that Kansas City faced against Portland, playing a team outside of their region. They fell short. They, they didn't stand up to the task of the competition in the NWSL broader outside of the central region. Whereas North Carolina, they came into the challenge cup. They shocked people with their ability to perform in the attacking end, score goals, not concede a lot of goals. I have North Carolina winning this match, Sandra, Kansas city or the courage who you got. Listen, Midwest is best and I'm here for it forever, but I got to go with North Carolina courage. I am with you, Lisa. We're going two for two here. Mm-hmm. I am just very impressed with the, the personnel across this roster. Uh, Sean Nahas and the level of buy-in from the jump uh, from his team and what they've been presenting on the pitch for audiences to see. It's uh, it's very refreshing to sort of see the players come out for North Carolina courage knowing the type of tough year that they had in 2021 and see them going out there and playing the type of soccer that they're playing in 2022. And uh, I hope that they find success, continued success in 2022. And because of all of what we've been seeing from them so far, I am also going with North Carolina courage in this one. And I would love to see this one also taken care of in regulation. Me too. I'm going to say this one's going to end uh, 2-0 in this one. I'm going a clean sheet as well. We'll see what happens. I know we're going to talk about it once it concludes, but uh, two for two. We'll see if we're both right, Lisa, come uh, come the recap on this one. A reminder for everyone, we're going to have a live pregame show on May 7th for the NWSL Challenge Cup Final, 12.30 to 1 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to be with Lori Lindsay to pre to uh, pregame and postgame recap the challenge cup final for you all. Thank you all for joining us today on the preview of the challenge cup semifinal. Thank you so much for listening to attacking third. As always follow us on Twitter and now on TikTok and Instagram for so much more. 
We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third. If you have any questions for us, I'm going to let you know how you can get them answered. If you head on over to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a five-star review with a rating, Lisa and I will answer your question during a mailbag segment. And we will be back Wednesday following the Challenge Cup semifinals with a live recap. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.